Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. How many are grateful that God is an individual God? And he wants to speak directly to you today. He wants to speak to your circumstance. He wants to speak to your situation. He wants to speak to you, your life, your family, what he's called you to build. And so I'm excited to dive in. Uh, You can just put it at the top as the title of today, the next step, the next step. Come on, somebody help me out. Maybe put it in the comments, put it in there, say the next step. How many are ready for God to be with you in the next step? Come on, how many are ready to step out in faith knowing that God has spoken a word that you can be confident in and take the next step? How many are ready for this year to be your greatest year yet? How many would say, God, I'm all in. I'm all in. I wanna look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse one today. And we're going to take it old school all the way back to the King James Version. How many King James Version people do I have in the technical space today? Come on. I love me some KJV. We're going to look at chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. Everybody say evidence. It is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance, the substance, the thing, the, 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 the thing that we have that gives us the confidence for hope. It is the evidence. Man, today I want to talk about the next step. I believe that every single one of us has a next step that God is calling us to. We are believing in this year of evidence. We believe that it's so much more than just the evidence we will see. We believe that it is going to be the evidence we will be. Come on, how many are ready and say, God, I will become your evidence. Come on, how many would say, God, I wanna be the evidence for my neighbors that you are real. I want to be the evidence of your love. I want to be the evidence of how you serve, of how you give. Come on, how many want to be that this year? It's the next step. And faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I want to just talk to the, the, the duh moment of this statement because sometimes we look at the next step and we want to see the grand picture Right? We want to look at where we're headed and the destination. We want to know all the details. But I want to just tell you and encourage you that if you're feeling like you don't have enough details to know everything, you're not alone. <laughs> there are many of us out there, almost all of us out there that don't know everything. In fact, if you do know everything, can you please email us or call us? We would love to talk to you about your ginormous faith and how, uh, how you know that. That would be incredible. But for the most part of us, we are following God only knowing the next step. That's how God works. It's how he speaks. When we look through the Bible, we, we notice this is his template for following him, is that we are to become 
disciples, which means learner, which means we don't know it all, but we wake up every day with an expectation that we're going to learn something, that there's going to be something else for us to grow in. There's going to be a process for us to go through. There's going to be a next step to take. Come on, how many would say, God, I'm ready to take the next step? But he talks about the substance of faith. Faith. The substance of faith is the things hoped for. That means there's things that are not yet. There are things that are to come. There's a calling on your life that isn't there yet. There, there's a destiny on you that maybe is far off in your sight. But there's something that you, you're hoping for. You're hoping for a miracle. Come on, somebody. You're hoping for restoration in those relationships. You're hoping for your son or daughter to come back to the faith. You're hoping for your neighborhood to be saved in Jesus' name. You're hoping for financial blessing. You're hoping for a new year to leave the past. You're hoping for healing over your heart, healing for that, that wound that someone did to you. You're, you're hoping. That's, that's faith. is the substance of things that are hoped for. And it's the evidence of things not yet seen. Faith is so important. Faith is so important. And we are believing, man, I'm amped up today. I don't know if it's all the coffee I had or if it's the all-night prayer and worship night that we had with, man, over 20 churches of different denominations and backgrounds and, and uh, uh, demographics. The room was full of people praying over the city, praying over unity, racial reconciliation. We pray for revival to break out. And everything. I'm amped up today, okay? But I, I want to I know, are you ready to build your faith? To build your faith, to have a confidence. See, the word evidence, it isn't just, you know, it, it's, it's the basis, the foundation that you lay everything upon. And that's why faith is so important because it's the substance. Come on, somebody. If you have a substance that you stand on, where, where I'm standing on the floor right now, it's the thing underneath me. I'm ready for God to build my faith so that I can stand upon his words. That the next step, what I do next is on a confident ground where I'm stepping on the evidence of things not seen. I haven't seen them yet, but I'm stepping in confidence knowing that it's reality, that God said it, and so it's going to be, that God spoke it, and so I step confidently on it. And I just, I wonder of us today, when we're starting this fast, we're starting a 21-day fast as a church. We do this every season. As we start the season out, we want to make sure we're getting in tune with what God's speaking over that season. Well, God's speaking over our year, and a fast really is a way to mute, to turn down the volume of our human nature and turn up our spiritual ears and turn up the volume of hearing God's voice, turn up the volume of our senses so we can tune in to him. You know, it's like a radio, you know, when you uh, flip through the stations, it might be fuzzy and crazy static, but when you hit the right frequency, you hear you hear the channel, and that's what we want to do. In this next 21 days, we want to build our faith. We want to step out and know that God has spoken over this next step. And I believe with all my heart that we are going to see that. Uh, but sometimes we do get caught up 
and wanting to know all the details. Uh, Ashley talked about Nehemiah and building walls and bridges. Yo, that word was on point, on fire. She talked about how, you know, it is what's in front of us, and God has called us to build walls, to build walls of protection, to build walls that would, would keep the, the, uh, the blessings and favor of God protected, to build bridges so that we could create relationship, create connection. Come on. I want to look at Nehemiah because I think sometimes we see the end result. We see someone's success. We see someone's blessing. We see someone's favor. And we see that as the ultimate. And we're like, God, if I don't see that, I can't take the step of faith. If I don't see uh, evidence of what you've done, but we have to understand that the evidence is the faith. The faith. But Nehemiah 6.15, I love this scripture, says, so on October 2nd, the wall was finished, just 52 days after he had begun. Now, to give you a little context, you have to read Nehemiah, because it's an incredible story of how this man was broken for the broken wall. And this is this was something, because you have to understand the context of this wall being broken, now exposed a city to their enemies. It created a weak point. And God had shown Nehemiah this, and Nehemiah was broken for it. And so he put it on his heart to do this. And, and as Nehemiah is carrying the weight of this, the king notices him down. He's like, what's going on, Nehemiah? And he goes, man, we have to build this wall. This wall is broken. There, there's something that is broken that needs to be restored. Man, I, I know that God in this, this season is going to show you what is broken that needs to be restored, and he's going to give you the next step. In this scripture, I love it because it says, on October 2nd, the wall was finished. Woo! What a great celebration that must have been. 52 days of building. 52 days. And if you read the story, you'll realize that they weren't just building. They were protecting the wall at the same exact time. That they were fighting and building. That they were in, in the midst of building the wall to protect and fighting off the enemy. There's a lot that went into building this wall of completion. And I know for your life, there's a lot that's going to go into this walk with God, this completion of the destiny of God in your life, this completion of the mark that has been placed on you since birth. And it's a process and it's a journey and it's step by step. But don't get caught up on October 2nd, the day that it was finished. You get caught up on the next step. I wonder if this is how Noah felt. When God told him to build a boat, when there had not yet been evidence of any rain up until that day. Can you imagine God calling you to do something that is way out of left field? You're like, God, what is that? Build a boat? Build an ark? But I want you, I want you to look at a scripture that I think is just so stinking crucial to this whole concept of taking the next step. Genesis chapter 6, verse 22. Genesis chapter 6, verse 22 says, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. And it goes through all this thing where God tells him to build an ark and tells him to do all these things. And then at the end of it, it says, Noah did everything. And it goes through another list. God said, do this with the animals two by two. And this is how you're going to place everything. And then after it says, Noah did everything everything just as God commanded him. It's about obedience. 
And I wonder what God is calling you to do in this next step. This next step could be the crucial part of following the craziest adventure of evidence you'll ever be on. If you're ready for for God to, to show you the next thing, you must be willing to take the next step. If you're ready for God to expand your faith in what you're experiencing, you must first take the next step of obedience and be confident in what he said to do next. We're in a crazy season right now as a church. Man, we're, we're literally standing in the middle of the, the promises being met. We're standing in the middle of prayers being answered. We're standing in the middle of it. But really, it all started with a tree. It all started with the tree out in Cochranville, Pennsylvania, that I would go to every morning, most mornings, to pray and to hear God. And it was one morning that I was out there praying and just really in, just being in tune with God and trying to capture his heart and he spoke to me and he said, Elijah, get your house in order. I'm about to expand your vision. I'm about to explode your vision. And I didn't know what it meant, but I just knew I had orders for my next step. Come on, I don't know what God's speaking to your spirit right now, what he spoke over you, maybe as you were praying over your year and you got your word and you're all pumped up and excited and God gave you that next step to take. Or maybe God's going to define that in this 21 days. Maybe that's what you're going after in this 21 days. Is you're, you're going after clarity. You're going after what, what God wants to speak to, to clear up what is the next step. How am I supposed to do the next thing? Because I wonder what was going through Noah's mind. We fast forward now 40 years and he's standing in the middle of the boat in the middle of the water. When the flood waters came and the heavens opened up and it rained so much that the whole earth was full of water. And here he is, standing in the middle of answered prayer, standing in the middle of the promise that came about from the steps of obedience he took. And I wonder if we could this morning, I wonder if we can close our eyes and look ahead and see ourselves seated in the middle of the promise that came about from the step we're about to take. Come on, I wonder if faith can build in your heart as you think about the future, as you think about what God is calling you to, to take that next step boldly to say, you know what? I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to take my next step, even though I don't understand all the details, even though I don't understand how this ark is going to work, how the water is going to, I don't understand everything, but all I know is I'm supposed to write down the plans. I'm supposed to start working. I'm supposed to do what I know to do. And when God gave me that word, I came home to Ashley and I said, Ashley, this is what God spoke. He said, get our house in order. And there are some things that we had to get in order. There were some things that, you know, we, we had to put in line. What do you do with that word? You just listen. You do what you know to do. So many times we'll get caught up in, in wanting to know the perfect will of God. Can I tell you the perfect will of God? To obey what you know. It's not some supernatural, crazy, fantasy world. 
that, that you need to live in constantly. No, no, no. It's do what you know. When Moses was called to free the people, God told him and asked him, Moses, what's in your hand? I mean, what a powerful question. And I remember actually preaching a, a powerful sermon on that. But it's such a powerful uh, question to ask yourself. And what is the next step? Hey, what's in your hand? Come on. What has he given you right now? What's he put before you right now? Look around. What has he put in your hand? What has God called you to right now? And it's that next step. It's that next step that's going to prove confidence and hearing just a little bit more. Because when you take the next step, you're ready for the next step. And then God can define and clarify. James chapter 1, verse 22. I think this is so um, crucial, a promise that you know, we need to hold on to and, and understand the principle that's in this. But this, is, uh, this next 21 days is really a time where we are going to focus not only on what we're giving up, See, sometimes fast can become something where we're thinking about what we're giving up. You know, if you're giving up coffee, which I'm going to try um, to do for the next 21 days, God willing, God strengthen me with uh, the strength of 12 mighty men, you know, to do this feat. But sometimes when we, we fast, we think about, oh, I can't have coffee. Or I'm not going to have coffee. Well, what am I going to put in place of my coffee? You know, we, that's, that's the fast. And we're like, oh, so hard. I'm giving up coffee, you know? And it's like, how do you define your fast? I gave up coffee. And that's why we say at this church, that's why it's so important that you define your fast. You name it. You name it. What are you praying for? Because it's not about what you're giving up. It's about what you're gaining. And I want to encourage you in this next 21 days to don't, don't focus on, okay, I'm giving up food or I'm giving up sweets or I'm giving up uh, you know, Instagram or giving up Facebook. And that's, that's like your thing. That's how you tagged it. No, I'm going to encourage you. Don't look at what you're giving up. Look at what you're gaining. How are you going to pray more? How are you going to journal more? How are you going to create new habits in this next 21 days? Come on. How are you going to build your faith in the next 21 days? What are you going to journal? What are you going to learn from God in the next 21 days? How is he going to transform the way you think, the way you pray, the way you believe, the way you witness, the way you love your family, the way you serve your job? Come on. God's going to transform you in this next 21 days. But it's not about what you're giving up. The giving up is just to turn up the volume of what he's saying. The main key to all of this is in James chapter 1, verse 22. Check it out says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. This is the biggest deception today is that we think that we can just go to church and hear a word. And therefore, we're Christians. Therefore, we're living this life. But that's not what Christ calls us to do. He calls us to listen and then do he said the biggest deception is that you can hear a message, hear a word, and maybe you even hear this word today and then go out and do nothing with it. He goes, that's deception. You're deceiving yourselves. You're actually uh, losing the power. In fact, I read a study one time that said that if you listen to something and you believe it with your words but do nothing with it in your real life, you're actually uh, destroying the connection in your brain of what is reality. And so you have compartmentalized these beliefs. 
don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't leave Christianity as something we talk about or something that you listen to a message about or something that you just go to an organization on the weekend because I'm a part of a church, a part of a culture. No, it's so much more than that. I believe that God wants to radically encounter you this year and that through his word and through this word coming alive in your life, that you read it and say, all right, how can I apply this to what I'm doing right now? How can I take the next step in obedience? That when I read something, when I read about purity, when I read about integrity, when I read about the things that God wants me to step out into, I apply it to my life and I see the fruit. Come on, somebody. How many want that fruit in your life? How many would say, God, I am ready to step into the next, to, to be a part of this process? Now, I'm not just listening and saying, all right, God, I'm waiting on you to do it. No, I'm stepping in. I remember a little later, he spoke to us at a conference. We were sitting there and he spoke to us about planning a church that would change the world. And we were like, what? That? How are we gonna change the world with a church? I mean, that, yeah, it's, 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 it didn't make sense and all the details weren't there. But we said, all right, we gotta do it. So we started pursuing Philadelphia and, and realized there, there was uh, organizations that were actually made just to support the growth of Philadelphia. Now, the numbers are in. We understand where Philly is currently, but can I tell you, God has spoken a word over Philly and God is not done here yet. God has spoken a word of revival over this city and God is not done yet. There, there are things happening in this city right now that I'm not proud of. There are things that need to change. There are people that need to be affected because this isn't a human thing. This isn't a human on human or flesh on flesh. This is a spiritual warfare, people. And that's why we are praying as a church. That's why we are believing by faith. That's why we do these fasts so we can clearly hear God's heart, not only for us, not a selfish prayer, but we wanna hear his heart for our neighborhoods. We wanna hear his heart for those at our jobs. We wanna hear his heart for the city so that we come about with love and confidence. And I remember when, when we found out the plans for growing Philadelphia into the standard of the world. If you wanna look it up, it's Philly 250, Philly 250. It's an organization that is all about growing Philadelphia to become the standard of the world for the 250th anniversary of America. It's all coming back here. You know, and, and God is so good that he uh, speaks to his children that we don't need to know everything. We don't need to know all the ins and outs of how this is gonna become. All we need to know is God created the church of Philadelphia with a door that was open that no man can shut. Revelations 3. No man can shut. And that's the word we confidently walk out in. And so what do we do? We, we stepped out in faith in the next step. Sometimes the next step can be scary. Sometimes there's a lot on the line in that next step. But I want to encourage you, on the other side of that next step, you're closer to what God has designed. See, right, right now we can feel like the comfort zone or, or staying put is the best option. But can I tell you, that is actually the scariest place to be because when you become neutralized, 
when you become neutral, like your life's in neutral and you're just kind of coasting through, you become stagnant. Things start growing in your life that shouldn't be there and actually causes death, causes sickness. It causes uh, sickness to your soul, sickness to your dreams, sickness to the way you have faith. It causes you to be in a stagnant pool where where things that shouldn't be in your life are starting to live and breathe and become a part of you. Can I tell you, the the greatest uh, choice you can make is to take that next step. Take that next step into what God has for you. So I have to ask you the big question today. What is your next step? You might say, Elijah, I don't know. I don't know what what God is calling me to. I, I don't know what the next step for my life is. I don't know what to do to increase in my, my love for him or the, the things I want to do for him. And can I just bring you to uh, a scripture in Luke chapter 11, verse 34 through 36. I'm making notes, Luke chapter 11, verse 34 through 36. I'm gonna close with this. It says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body is also full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be just as full of light as when a lamp shines its light on you. The truth of this is is this. Your eyes, what they're focused on is so important. As I wanna encourage you, if you don't know the next step, Let this next 21 days be the days that you look back on and see how you tuned in. You put your eye on the word. You put your eye on the word, Jesus. You put your eyes on what he was doing. You put your eyes to to look as a watchman. You know, uh, the Bible talks about the watchman being in their tower, seeing what is to come. But you have to get higher then the circumstance, you have to get, you have to climb. You have to climb to a different position, a different, uh, a different uh, level. You have to get higher. And can I encourage you to do that? In this next 21 days to take a step, maybe your, your next step is this, take a fast. Man, give up something and get into something. <laughs> get into prayer. Get into Bible reading. Get into memorizing the word of God. Get into hearing his voice and just sitting in worship music, letting it saturate you. Get into understanding what the presence of God feels like. Maybe like, I've never felt the presence of God. Hey, turn on some worship music and ask God to show you. It's as simple as that. Give him margin. Anything you wanna know better, you, you, you create margin for it, right? You create time for it. And so maybe for some of you, the next step is to go deeper to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus, to go deeper into hearing his voice, to go deeper. For others of you, you maybe you know the next step, and it's a, it's, a, it's a big one. Maybe it's a hard one. Maybe it's a financial one. Maybe God's calling you to step out in generosity and just start tithing, start giving. Can I encourage you? Do that. God never calls you to do something he didn't already put inside of you or give the resource to do. I promise you, even though it looks like it may be outside of your reach, I promise you God has already given you the ability to do that. Maybe for some of you, it's stepping out in boldness and becoming a part of the community again. Maybe you've been in in a place of isolation, you've been watching online, but this is the day. 
that God's calling you to step back into community, to, to say no to isolation, no more disconnection. And maybe today is the day. Your next step is relationship. Maybe your next step is connection. And that is going to ignite your heart, ignite your passions again, ignite the way you dream, ignite the way you believe, ignite the way you have faith. And that's gonna be your next step. Maybe for some of you, God's calling you to start a business, start a nonprofit, to start a blog, to start a writing, whatever it is, to start something. And that's hard because it's cultivating the soil. It's creating something from nothing. I get it, man. We're entrepreneurs, me and my wife, we, we're, we love to create, we love to build things. And so I get it, but maybe the next step for you is to start it, come on, to buy it, to buy that domain. <laughs> Whenever we have a dream, we, we always make a joke because we're like, hey, buy the domain, quick, buy it while it's, while it's fresh, while we, while we have it. And so we always do that, but I wanna encourage you, do something to take that next step because that's where God wants to bless, that's what he wants to do. I wanna pray all together today to seal this word in our hearts. If you're watching with a watch party, would you grab the hand of the person next to you? I wanna believe for one another as we pray for faith to increase in our hearts, that as we step into this next 21 days, it won't just be another time of fasting. It'll be the time we hear God clearly. It'll be the time we step deeper and closer to the one who created us, that we step into his heart. We step in to hear him clearly that we would be able to obey him in, in everything that he's calling us to do. This is bigger than us. If you're watching alone, hey, we wanna pray with you. All right, today we're joining in our hearts. We're joining in our spirits. And I wanna pray uh, for you in this next 21 days that it'd be the most powerful time of prayer, po most powerful time of hearing God, most powerful time of letting his word come alive. And let, not just let it be in a reading session, but let it be in a life session where he shows you things. I wanna pray this right now. Would you pray with me? Pray for that person on your right and left. Pray for those that are on the other side of that screen. Come on, let's pray right now. God, we thank you for being an awesome God. We thank you for being a mighty God. We thank you for speaking words over our lives, for caring for us deeply. And I pray for every person right now. I pray for every change maker out there. God, that you've designed and called for purpose. I pray that right now you would ignite their faith. Right now you would build their faith to take that next step confidently. God, that they would know that they're not going to know all the details, but that is not to cause doubt. That's just to understand, hey, that's faith. And that's the substance of things hoped for, things I don't yet see, but that's the evidence Come on, faith is the evidence of things not yet seen. Whoo, that's something to get excited about because I can stand on that because my faith isn't on something that is wishy-washy. It's on God. The foundation is on God. The reality is on God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just pray right now that you would build our confidence in what you've spoken over this city, what you've spoken over our neighborhoods, what you've spoken over our jobs, what you've spoken over our families right now. We step into the next thing, God, the next step, the thing that we know to be obedient in. And I pray for all of those out there, Lord God, that are gonna take that next step into something that might be scary, might be outside of their comfort zone. Right now, I pray that you give them confidence in your word. And just like Peter, when you called him upon the water, he said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. I pray that you would do the same thing for them. God, that you would confirm your word. That you would speak through somebody. You speak through something 
to show them and to confirm to them you love them deeply. We love you, God, and we trust you. In your name we pray all of this. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.